Welcome to the Shape Podcast. We believe that God has designed you for impact. But how do you take the brilliance that is inside of you and turn it into reality? Shape is a place where world changers, culture shapers, and industry leaders will come together to explore the truth that shifting what we believe will shape what we see. We're glad you're here. Well, what's up, friends? Welcome to the Shape Podcast. Today is going to be a day. Boy, I'm telling you what. We have a special guest in the building. That's right. My man, the bro Biden, the president of RAD, Mr. Doug, is in the house. I like to call him Dougie. He is the pastor of Red Rocks Church here in Austin. My dude, how are you? I'm fantastic. I'll tell you what, I need you to follow me around so you can introduce me. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably one of the coolest introductions I've ever had. Hey, man. Anything for you, bro. The pastor of RAD? Is that what you said? Yeah, pastor of RAD, man. The uh, bro Biden, the president of RAD. The bro Biden. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's been a while since I've thrown down some bro. Uh, we used to call it, we used to do them uh, Chabroka instead of Chewbacca. Yeah. Bro Biden. Oh, yeah. Anytime you can throw a bro in front of something, it, oh, yeah. it just kind of sweetens the deal a little bit. <laughs> well, for those of you guys who don't know who Doug is, he is the pastor of maybe one of the most dynamic churches here in Austin, Texas, and becoming one of my dear friends. He's a dad, a husband, a surfer, and on hard days. He dreams of being a realtor. That's right. Now I got it. <laughs> that, that is so true. <laughs> Here, here's yeah. the deal. On hard days, I dream of being a hunting guide. So yes. if you lead, you dream. That that, that needs That's to right. go. That's not what this episode is about. That is now what I fantasize about. And it's not even like make me a realtor. In the Hollywood Hills, uh, selling you know four to four to ten million dollar homes. I'm, uh, I'm talking Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. Yes, bro. Make me that yes, guy. Yes. Just a realtor who makes an honest paycheck. Hey, and, yeah, just, that's it. You know, just yeah, and you, doesn't get emails every single week it, about things people don't like. <laughs> exactly. Just make me that guy. Just, yeah. Just I want to help people's dreams come true by selling their homes or putting them in their dream home versus everybody telling me why your church is not my home. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we digress onto the hard day dreams, but they are very, very real. Well, dude, I I wanted to start just, first of all, just noticed your shoes, dude. Game respects game. Yeah. Well done. I'm a big shoe guy, JD. Yeah, you know, me too, Mm -hmm. me too. It's, it's, it, it is a real part of my life. I actually do shoe party Shoe uh, cleaning parties by myself about once a month in my kitchen. Dude. This is after the kids are in bed and Sam, my wife, Sam, she's on the couch watching TV and I'm watching. It's still quality time. That's her love language. We're watching the same thing. I'm just 20 feet behind her at the sink with the scrubber (laughs) cleaning all my my sneakers. Absolutely, dude. Hey, you know what? My son, Tate, I do the same thing, actually, and I have passed on. It's kind of a cross to bear, actually, because now- he spends all the money that he makes on sneakers and he's so obsessed with them not getting dirty or messed up that he ends up not wearing them. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's 12. So he grows out of them yeah. so fast. So he had these sweet pair of Jordans and he barely wore them because he was afraid of getting them dirty. And I was like, dude, you need to, you need to wear your shoes. Yeah. Like sneakers are to be worn. I'll clean them with you, but don't let the dirt scare you. All and right, dude. one day, one day when you stop growing, yes. you can wear them yes. less frequently. Yeah. I have one pair of shoes that has never 
been on the ground outside. I just wear my them. friends. As soon as I get indoors, I that's put them on. Hey, you know what? That's almost dead stock, bro. Do you know what dead stock no. is? No. So in the sneaker game, dead stock is a shoe that is not new, meaning that it is like not in the store or something. It's been purchased, mm-hmm. but it has never been worn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's actually a website. It's near Mint X, Condition. Near Mint Condition. Stock X. Yeah. I know that site. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. yeah, a good, 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 good shoe site. They don't sponsor this show, but you know, hey, maybe they will after this. <laughs> if somebody's <laughs> listening. If someone's listening from StockX, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm open to it. I'm open to it. That's Give the me greatest credit. prayer request for this podcast. <laughs> yes, is that. that's, that's <laughs> yeah. right. That's right. Well, dude, there's so many things I want to get into with you, um, but let's start here. How did you get here to Austin? Austin's not where you're from. No. Um, you moved here three years ago, four years ago? Coming up on three years. Coming on three years ago? Yep. So how'd you get here, man? Wow, that's a great question. We... In the fall of 2016, when I say we, I mean my wife and I, my brother, my best buddy, his wife, and a few other people um, started to get serious about this church plant dream that we've had for a while, since 2011. The call, the calling we say in the church world essentially came in 2011, but the timing wasn't there yet. And then we had a lot to learn, but then it got 2016, early 2017, and we started to get for real. Like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it now or we're not going to do it. And you guys were all living in Denver together. In Denver, yeah, Yeah. working at Red Rocks Church in Denver. And essentially, uh, dreams combined, um, our dreams of church planting combined with Red Rocks Church and their dreams of possibly expanding out to other cities and Oh, we're the we're kind of the guinea pigs of that for Red Rocks Church, the first ones to go and try it. You're we, doing a bang up job, bro. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate doing a bang that. Up job. <laughs> hey, I I need you to call me and tell me that every single day because <laughs> it doesn't feel like that. Um, <laughs> I will. I will. But we we essentially had the opportunity to go to any city in the country and start this church. So we went to San Diego, obviously for obvious reasons. Yeah, obvious reasons. And we spent a week there, and then we said, well, let's compare it to something. And so Austin just kept coming up in conversations so much so that it was actually annoying. It got to the point where we said, let's just go to Austin. And none of us had ever been to Texas at this point. So let's just go and see Austin. So we came here and spent a week and just fell in love with it, man. We got here and we realized, man, these are our people. I I hear a lot of people say from Colorado, it's kind of like if Boulder and Denver had a baby in Texas it would be Austin. I went to cool. school in Boulder. All of us did. Worked and lived in Denver for years. So we came here. It just felt Boulder, like is home. That CU? That's CU. Yeah. Yep. The CU buffs. Um, not quite as good as Baylor. You know what? We Not, not everybody can be the champion. No, it's true. Not, not everybody can be the champion. It's, just been, <laughs> it's been so long for us since we've had anything to cheer for <laughs> at CU. So, Dude, when were you at CU? Uh, 2006 to 2010. Okay. So I was at Baylor... 99 to 2003 and Colorado was in the big 12 at that time. Yeah. And they were dang good. Yeah. Oh yeah. They were dang good back in those days. Yep. Were they good when you were in school? No. Or that was the start of the decline? Yep. It was, I mean, especially football. It was, I think my freshman year, 2006 season, maybe we won, we won four games and uh, that was the most we won per season. Okay, so you you feel my pain. I mean, when I was a Baylor student, yeah, we would win two games and that was huge right yeah so this this was just a moment so my kids are diehard baylor fans my yeah. wife went to baylor our house is green and gold the whole you know not really but our house is white i got you thanks to joanna Gaines. Uh-huh. But, um 
my daughter were watching the national championship game. Baylor is absolutely destroying Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. I'm pinching myself. I've been a Baylor fan for 20-something years, yeah. and I'm waiting for something bad to happen. But we look so dominant, I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, this is it. And my daughter, who is 14, she only knows a Baylor that is good at everything. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. This is the only Baylor she knows. And this is what she says on the back couch. Man, dad, it just feels so good to just to finally be good again. No. And I was like, no. Sophie, no. <laughs> You, uh, thank you, but you, <laughs> you have no idea. You haven't earned the right to say no. that. You haven't walked through like, the desert. It's no, been a long it's desert. It's been a long desert. So, hey, bro, you know what? I have faith for you. Hey, thank you. Go Buffs. I appreciate that. Let's go. All right, go. so you're in, you're, you're in, you're yeah. in Denver. Yeah, then Everybody we come, met in Boulder. Uh, every, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, my brother, I met him, you know, before oh, yeah, college. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Since That's the day true. he was born, actually. But... <laughs> Um, so long story short, we came here. It felt like home. It just felt right. Um, I don't really know how else to explain that. I think, uh, um, you know, for me, we all started following Jesus in college at CU on that campus. Very, very similar to UT, Boulder, Denver, very similar cities to Austin where people would say, uh, I actually have had people tell me, don't go plant a church in Austin. Nobody knows Jesus there. (laughs) And it kind of makes me like, well, that's where churches go to die. Don't go there. I'm like, well, that's, that might be why we do need to go. And let's just, let's just try this. Um, And so, yeah, so we did. We moved here in July of 2018, middle of the summer. My wife's nine months pregnant. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. She's a boss. She's a champ. And so Austin summers for her after that have been easy. Cause she did that one new city, nine months pregnant, not used to this kind of heat. Degrees. Oh my gosh. And she, she made it happen. So my wife, she's the real hero of the story. Um, but we got here. So we had the latter half of 2018 to sort of build a, uh, a launch team. We called it our preseason. We did hangouts. We did, um, every other Wednesday, we just kind of met and, and did like a little mini strip back church service and kind of tried to build a lead team. And that led up to January of 2019. 19, where we launched uh, for the very first time. So we've been in this for, let's see, two years and four months. And but one of those years was 2020. So yeah. that counts like 10 years. It does, man. I feel like I've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> I've got a lot of gray hair for a 32-year-old. And it's oh, not, I, I wouldn't say it's wisdom. Such a baby. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's wisdom, man. <laughs> You're such a youngster, dude. 32 yeah. years young. Um Well, hey, one of my favorite things about your church is the depth of culture that you guys carry. Mm -hmm. Um, And and what I mean by that, and for those of you guys who listen to the podcast, we talk about this all the time, culture is the rules of the house, Yeah, right? It's how your family functions and how your family feels. Yeah, And you guys do that probably better than anybody Mm -hmm. uh, in the game. And when you're starting something new, yeah, multiplying culture is the hardest thing. You know, yeah. For I know that everybody that listens to this is not even a Christian. Very few of you have even planted churches, but I have. And the easiest thing to do is actually to gather people. The hardest thing to do 
yeah. is for that group of people to start feeling like the kingdom culture you feel called to create. Right. That that's the hard work. Right. You know. Right. Um, Absolutely. There's there's a lot of talk about how to you know oh how are you going to get people to come? Very honestly, God kind of takes care of that for you. Yeah. Um. The the work of our hands is then to say like all right how are we going to be good shepherds and mm-hmm. and build this into. Uh, the picture of heaven that we're called to be. You guys have done that really well. Thank so the you. question is, how? How? Yeah, well, I think at the end of the day, whether you start a church, an organization, a company, a family, yeah. a friend group, it will at some point have a culture. Yeah. Everything inevitably does. The question is, is it good? Yeah. <laughs> or does it suck? Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it healthy? Is it unhealthy? Yeah. Is it something magnetic that people want to be a part of? Yeah. So I, I, I didn't make this up, but I've heard it said culture either happens by default or by design. Mm. In other words, it's going to happen. Yeah. But if you shift that thing into neutral, whatever it is, and you just kind of drift into the future, nobody drifts when it comes to culture to a place they don't, that they want to be. Yeah. You don't drift to a place you want to be. You get there very, very on purpose yeah. and on repeat, defining to yourself and with your core team what our culture is, and then defining it on repeat and on purpose to everybody else over and over that. and over again. It's the same thing people say vision leaks. Yeah. Same thing with culture. Yeah. You know, and so it it'll either happen by default or or by design. And so I love that, dude. Like I I you know, we we've the the phrase that we would often say or that we often say around here is that culture is caught not taught. Yeah, there you go. It's like, you know, I this this whole idea that what you know, that what we want to happen just happens. Yeah. Right. Um, when the timing's right, I don't, I don't actually believe that. Like, I, I think that, and, and your church is a great picture of this. You guys carried a piece of the kingdom as a, as a team. Yeah. And you said, okay, for this to not just be a, par- a piece of the kingdom that we carry, but a piece of, the kingdom that Red Rocks Austin is going to carry. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to design. Yeah. And then we're going to have to put it on repeat over and over again. Yes. So that we're putting language to what people are experiencing. Uh-huh. I, I think when, when, when I'm talking to leaders about building culture, uh-huh. that's one of the things that I uh, always come back to is that, People are experiencing your culture if you want them to or not. Correct. You're either defining it for them or they're having to figure it out themselves. Hmm. When people have to figure it out themselves, yeah, it oftentimes gets language that you wouldn't put on it. Correct. So that I love that design and then put it on repeat because ultimately it's 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 boiling down okay what do we want people to know about who Jesus is and how do we want this house to feel yeah, like heaven yeah. and then saying it's this or nothing right 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 and that that challenge to birth that right is to not get distracted on the days that you come away from things yeah. and you're like okay this is not that uh-huh right and, yeah. and, and like having to close the gap from being like sure. okay how do we take this 
and continue to move it towards the things that were called to be. When you guys had those days, what were some of those course corrections that you guys did as a team when you had those moments where you're like, okay, that was interesting, but that's not our culture. That's not us. Yeah. Well, we kind of had to get really, really clear about who we are and who we aren't. Mm. Both of those things I think need to be clear to people. Yes. And you got to show them um, through what you do, the way you talk, the way everybody interacts. And like you said, people will define it for you unless you define it first. They'll put bad language to it unless you first kind of come up with your language. I think language is one of the best ways to create culture because you get everybody um, walking around saying the same stuff because they believe it at their core. And when they say it because they believe it, that's how they're going to live also. So we we got really, really serious and still do about coming up with our culture language. Yeah, And I think that's one of the easiest ways for people to catch on to your culture is when we, we have people on Sunday, for instance, or like at our Wednesday night stuff, and they're all in their groups throughout the week at their places of work in the gyms, and they're all dropping the same kind of lines that we right. say all the time at Red Rocks Austin, you know? Right. One of the phrases, I'll just give you one of like, you know, 50, can you believe we get to do this? Yeah. We say that all the time. Yeah. That's on t-shirts. There's a big graphic decal of that in our homeroom where all of our leaders go on Sunday when they're tired. Yeah. So they look at that decal, it says, um, not I have to be here or can yeah. you believe I have to do this? It's no, can you believe we get to do yes. this? Nobody's forcing me to be here. Yeah. I'm here because I want to be because this is making a difference because I have something to give. Can you believe we get to do this? And that right there creates a culture of gratitude and it gives people more energy, especially if Sundays are long, you know, because they think, they think in terms of that. And even if it's subconscious, Mm -hmm. um, unapologetically, I mean, that's just, no, this is who we are. We're people who say, can you believe we get to do this? We get to, we don't have to. So even, you know, even this week, I'm, I am exhausted. Last week was long for a lot of reasons, Easter just being one of those reasons. Mm. I'm preaching um, a new message, brand new this Sunday. I've got very little in my brain right now. Yeah. You know, and so you're, I, you're, you're in one of those moments where yeah. you're trying to make wine out of raisins. I am. I feel, I feel <laughs> that's, that's funny and I'm going to steal that. And I feel a very just empty tank creatively. Yeah. And then next week I'll. I, I, I have to go. I did that on purpose. I have to go to Denver and give that same sermon in Denver. Um, and when I approach it from, I have to preach a sermon this week, and then I have to fly all the way to Denver to give the same one next week, then that doesn't, that's not our culture. And that doesn't create mm-hmm. optimism or energy or excitement in me. But when you change that word have to, to get to, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden this is, no, this is cool. It's a big deal. Yeah. That I get to write a sermon this week. Yeah. Um, I get to uh, fill up my creative tank because it's empty. Um, we get to be here all day on a Sunday serving with people that we love for something that's making a difference in this community. We yeah. get to do this. So, yeah. so to answer your original question, it's with language. That's our biggest way um, that I think we do it. And you know, we'll hand our new leaders, here's culture language books. Um, we say it from sermons. We say it when we're leading groups. We say it. We have, you know, I have six staff values right here that we wrote. Um, yeah. We're a smaller staff right now. There's six of us. But we hired a new guy in January, our first real new hire since starting this church. <laughs> it was a big deal. That's a big deal. And I realized the night before I said, um, 
right now we're just uh, we kind of just show up, we meet, then we divide and conquer. Maybe go get some tacos for lunch, and and this has worked up until now. Right. But I need to recreate something that's yeah. going to work to get us from here to the next place we're trying to go. Yeah. We need something to invite more people into if we want this thing to grow. Therefore, I'm going to put some language to our staff culture. Yeah. And our staff culture is going to bleed to our volunteer and leader culture, which Absolutely. is then going to bleed into our congregation culture and make up the culture that is Red Rocks Church. Absolutely, bro. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Dude, I, I couldn't agree more. It's so funny. We Right now, we're sitting in the back of our South Campus uh, here at Antioch Austin. We'll, on, before you leave, I'll show you. We have a giant neon sign mm-hmm. that hangs in our lobby that says, can you believe we get to do this? It does? Yeah, Are you serious? Same, yeah, same exact <laughs> That's phrase. awesome. Uh, because I think that you can never underestimate the power of the declaration. Yeah. And I mean, th- that that's going to that's going to bring victory not just to your personal life that's going to bring fresh life into your marriage that's going to yeah. give you fresh hope for the organization that you're working in or working on yeah when you start declaring this is actually who I'm going to be yes this is what I'm going to believe the fact is is that when we allow our hearts to get sick that hope deferred makes the heart sick. When mm. we allow that that heart sickness of discouragement and frustration and bitterness and all of the things that get caked onto us as we're trying to birth a vision, mm. right? The you know a, a, a guy that works in this office, his wife had a baby Monday night. Yeah, I mean he goes from Easter Sunday to. Having to a baby, that, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> talk about tired, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and labor is painful. Yeah. And there, like, injuries happen. Yeah. And you you get scarred from it. And it, it you, you're never the same because of it. But if you fight through it, there's new life that comes at the end of it. Yeah. And I think for organizational leaders, for church leaders, for people who desire to be leaders, it's so important that you understand that the birthing process of your vision, you fighting to get that culture language, yeah, that's hard work. Yeah, It costs you something to get that language. You're clear on the language because of the pain of when you weren't clear on it. Right. Right? Yeah. You're, you're, you're cl- you have these... 50 statements of culture because of the scars of when you weren't clear about your culture and you experience something, you're like, yo, that's not us. Uh-huh. Or that's not, and those things hurt. Uh-huh. The, those things hurt. What were some of the things that you did as you were birthing this vision that turned into Red Rocks Austin? What were some of the things that you did that kept that fire of hope lit in you on those days that were a little bit more challenging? Um, well, we celebrated every kind of small win that we could possibly find. Dude, can you say that again? <laughs> yeah. We celebrated even the tiniest, most microscopic wins. This is huge. Do, do not, look, this, <laughs> I, you cannot underestimate how big this is. Yeah. We celebrate. We took small things everything. and made them a 
big deal. Yeah. yeah. Because you do have some things that are going right. Yeah. Uh huh. And if you don't have a culture of celebration, um, I mean, even, okay, so we, we have church on Sundays. Then we take Monday off. That's our day off. And then Tuesday, we come back as a staff and we meet Tuesday morning and we talk about Sunday. It's the first thing we do. But we have it in two parts. We celebrate first. Yeah. And then we make it better. Yeah. Both of those things are so key and so necessary, I believe, in that order. Yeah. 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 We're not going to make it better and, and pick things apart, which, by the way, is a good thing to do. Sure. Um, absolutely. We're trying to get better. If it's worth doing, it's worth evaluating, right? Right. Um, but first, we're going to celebrate everything that went right because even if it's the the craziest, just you know, biggest quote unquote failure in our eyes of a Sunday, um, you know, I forgot everything I was preaching mid sermon <laughs> or whatever. There's still stuff that went right, absolutely. And you have to have fun, or else you're going to burn out. Dude. You have to, man. If I if I could give any advice to anybody listening, it would be have more fun than you're having. Absolutely. Well, if you if you see any YouTube videos or Instagram, Facebook posts where they have people who are a hundred years old who all give advice, here's a, here's advice from a hundred year old. All of them say two things: worry less or have more fun. Yeah, that's all. All of them right. say, and it's right. like the the pinnacle of wisdom. Looking back, what is you know, the, like, what would you have done different? I would have worried way less. Mm. I would have had way more fun. And I think celebration is is key to both of those things. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. Well, bro, I'm thankful that you took a few minutes to let us into your world. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, my big takeaways is put your culture on repeat, define yeah. it, put it on repeat. Put it in neon signs out in the lobby. Put it in neon signs in the lobby. <laughs> yeah. You know, like steal all the good ones and then just put them on your walls oh, everywhere. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> man. That's, you know, I also realized, I said, uh, you know, I, I want to be original and effective, but I'd rather be effective. Yes. You know what I mean? Dude, that'll and, preach. And one day I hope I'm both of those things. That's right. But until then, until then be effective. Be effective. <laughs> that is, nobody cares if you're original if you're not effective. So That's shoot right. for that one. There's people out there who have brilliant, brilliant ideas, ideas for culture. Man. Dude, uh-huh. absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, put your culture on repeat. Put it in neon signs. Put it all over your building. Mm-hmm. Shoot, put it all over your journal your church merch bro yeah your church merch get your church merch game logoed with your culture absolutely make it happen we do that Uh, unapologetically at red rocks man we're the same way yeah (laughs) we are the same the same way uh and it works it does it absolutely it absolutely works Mm -hmm. well bro uh on behalf of the city of austin thanks for coming for one we need who you guys are uh i love your church. I love what you guys bring. I love you. I love your family um, uh, and your team. And uh, so thankful that we get to do this together and uh, that we get to be friends along the way. And if you're listening to this and you're carrying a vision and you're on the front end of, of toying through, how does this vision become a reality? Let's all together remember these two things. Get clear about your culture, put it on repeat, and then celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. Yeah. Hey, it it matters more than you think to help us get the word out about what's happening here on the Shape Podcast. If you would just take about five seconds, like and subscribe, maybe even leave a comment. 
We'd love to get back to you. If God is stirring something in you, if you have any questions, please email us and hit us up. We're here for you. Until the next time we're together, stop waiting and start shaping.